Reed Richards. Can his whole body stretch? I mean, every part. Welcome to Fireside. First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the grooviest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here will you choose. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel Mama's power, Earth 2 with features. And either listen by weekly or you can binge us. We got it all, baby. Are there ninjas? So relax and lie back as we start another issue of Fireside Chats. Comment facts and wise cracks. Welcome to the show. This is Fireside Chats. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Benty. And with me is always about what the sidekicks first, Mr. P Features. Hello, internets. And then there's Huey. What's going on? What's, what's going, going on? on? Oh, what's going on, Mr. Bauer? Beep you. What's going on, <laughs> what's Mr. Bauer? Oh, Mr. Mauer. Beep, 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 you, 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 beep, beep, you, 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 beep, beep, you, 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 beep, beep, you, you. I don't know what your melody is. I wanted to jump in, but you lost me. It's the DNA commercial. Welcome to the Friday show. We got that right this time. Yes, it is not the new news show. It is the Friday show. It is not the Saturday show. It's the Friday show. And if you're new and around here, we had our shows show. last week go up on the right days. That's, it's the algorithm show. I like that. That's what it's going to be called from now on. We've got the news show and the algorithm show. Absahuey. So, Absahuey. Absahuey. Absapositively Huey. Um,. Yeah, so if you're new around here, this show is where we tend to uh, play games and uh, and really just focus on a topic. Uh, and a lot of times we do character breakdowns, and we've been dreading doing this one, but we feel it's time to get this out of the way because it seems like it's going to be pretty substantial to the future of Marvel movies. And that is almost. Oh. This is we need we need this to get to them at least. I think Red Hood. No, at all. No, no. <laughs> Supernatural. I didn't even hear the word you said before you coughed. Toy Story. Yes. What? We're going to talk about Toy Story 3 and how we all almost cried. Oh, I cried. <laughs> I don't blame you, man. That, that's a rough scene. But no, uh, what we're going to talk about today is the Eternals. Who? Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, Pretty the much. When they announced the, the, the slate for for uh, the next phase of Marvel, even though I don't think they're doing like true phases anymore, but that the phase four of Marvel movies, there was a lot of cool ones that we kind of expected, but we were all kind of shocked with the Eternals. Like Shang-Chi was cool. That was a shocking one as well, but we were like, oh, wow, that's a pleasant surprise. That's a, an obscure-esque character that they could have a lot of fun with. And then they were like, and the Eternals, and we were like, huh, that's a bunch of obscure characters that I don't know how you're going to have any fun with. <laughs> um, but they're actually very important to most Marvel mythology and what they are don't a... realize is they're not going for fun. They're going to compete with the Snyder cut. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Marvel. So they're absolutely going to throw a lot of jokes in there, but let's, let's today focus on who are the Eternals? Why are they important to the MCU? And why in the world is Marvel making this movie? Uh, so right off the money. bat. Money. 
Money, well, money, absolutely. But it also sets up so many things down the line, which is why this is a pretty important story to, to, to go into. Uh, first off, they, uh, they are a Jack Kirby baby, right? This is Jack Say Kirby's- that three times fast. <laughs> Jack Kirby baby, Jack Kirby baby, Jack Kirby baby, Jack Kirby baby, Jack Kirby baby. How many times do you want me to do this? Ten. Ribs. I just had coffee, man. I got this. I want my baby did you back, baby did you say back, ribs? Yeah. 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 Kirby's <laughs> new characters. <laughs> it's a sequel to himself. All right. Well, uh, this this we they can't, This was in the seventies, uh, and Jack Kirby for a little bit there left Marvel, and when he did, Dropped he created acid. the new gods. Marvel. The new uh, gods Mauer, are. Yeah, Mauer, who are the new gods? You're not going to talk for much of this issue, so who are the new gods? <laughs> the new gods were just that, the new gods. They were the gods <laughs> that were new. And wh- who were some of the new gods, Mauer? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Orion. Space. Darkseid? What are you kidding me? Orion, Darkseid, Highfather. Who was the one that was Darkseid's opposite? High father. High father. Yes. There's Mr. Miracle. Mr. Um, Miracle. Anyway. Sucked. They were the the whole idea is that you had the old gods, uh, like Zeus and all that. And then you had the new gods who uh, weren't originally supposed to be part of the DC canon. They were like, it's supposed to be its own thing. But when they got canceled, Jack Kirby was like, all right, I'm out of DC. I'm moving back to Marvel. Uh, because just like he thought Marvel wasn't treating him well, he also thought DC wasn't treating him well. So he went back over to Marvel, uh, and he pretty much took that concept and recreated it under the Marvel flag called the Eternals, but instead of being space-bearing characters, they're now more centered around mythology. Go ahead. So, so wash, rinse, and repeat. Kind of. They're, they're different in a way, though, because it, and the reason new why gods felt- were... Sorry. The reason why he felt he wasn't being treated right is because we have to remember back then, people like him didn't get credit for anything. It was people like Stan Lee who were out there being the faces of everything that really shined and made the money, but Kirby was a recluse and didn't want to be in the front, but also hated the fact that he wasn't getting credit and getting all that money. Um, But because of that, I feel we got some of the biggest things in comic history because he just wanted to show how it was him and how what he did he didn't matter where he went he was going to do awesome stuff so when he came back to the marvel when you you think of what jack kirby does one of the greatest things that he does is he doesn't just make cookie cutter villains he doesn't usually make cookie cutter characters like think of a galactus galactus is a a very unique type of villain like this it was in in a something very new for comic books when he came around like the the this just overwhelming force that really you that you couldn't beat you kind of had to just kind of scare him away and scare is i'm using that word loosely so he made a lot of mind-bending-esque characters so yeah because he did a lot of acid yeah that's probably true um, but with, uh, the Eternals, the Eternals really are grounded in not only the Marvel history, but also most of human lore. Like for example, uh, the Eternals were around for Noah's Ark. They were, they were around for Hercules and the, uh, and the Greek mythology. They, uh, they taught, uh, Elvis how to play the guitar. I mean, they, they were involved with so many things in, um, in just history that 
they it's going to be weird to bring them into the MCU, especially with how powerful these characters are, which we'll talk about in just a moment. But let's let's talk about how the Eternals came to be. We've brought this up before on the show, but uh, who are the Celestials? Let's start there. The Celestials are those big, gigantic, very colorful beings that uh, are in outer space, naturally, Mm -hmm. who from time to time will go around... I guess feasting on planets or destroying them for some reason. Well, they they don't really destroy them. They experiment. So they experiment with life. That's kind of their whole thing is they, they, they create and change and experiment with life. And then they come back later to see if their experiment was good. If it's not, then the judge or the, what's his name? Uh, what's the, the judge? There's the a judge. One of the, uh, one of the celestials. I am the law. There's a judge <laughs> one. And if he the doesn't what? like them, he wipes them all out. Like remember in um remember in Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. That was that was the judge in Guardians of the Galaxy, that one big celestial we see that wipes out everybody using the power stone. Um, like the CTP of rage. Wow, that is such an inside joke that like wow. nobody would get. That is the most ridiculous <laughs> joke. That's a future fight joke for anybody. Go ahead, Mauer. Oh, you want to, yeah, and a one, and two. a two. Earth, Earth no. two. <laughs> it's really hard to Earth two somebody over Skype, because I was going and nobody was with me. <laughs> All right, so now that we got that out of the way, the CTP of rage, my God. Um, going back <laughs> into the Celestials coming to Earth for the first time, they experimented on early man. So when, when man was more Neanderthal, more ape-like, uh, when they did, they Weasel created uh, essentially four subsets. They created humans, right. which were supposed to be the most balanced. They I know created one. the deviants. You, you, okay, good. You, you Huey them. You, you got something else? Are, are no, you just going to randomly yes. say three words and then, okay. Uh, so yeah. humans... They, they made mutants, but mutant powers weren't supposed to unlock for, like, centuries later. But then they also made the, the Eternals and the Deviants. Yeah. So the, the Eternals and the Deviants are essentially the same kind of thing, but one, the Deviants, their DNA was messed with a little bit further, so that's why they have a very grotesque look. Think of, like, the Morlocks and the Eloys from uh, the Time Machine. Do you guys ever read the Time Machine? Yep. Right, or so the Eloys. What, go ahead. Features. I was gonna say, or another another breakdown would be you could consider like the Eternals would be like vampires, and the Deviants would be more like werewolves. Wow, I mean, and a one and a two. Earth I'm not gonna do it. Two. Oh! <laughs> I feel like you just wanted the Earth to me for that. You know that makes uh, sense. N- no. No. Werewolves of Earth 2. It, it didn't. It didn't make sense at all. But anyway, going back into the why behind a lot of things. So there's always this eternal conflict between the Deviants who are supposed to be evil and the uh, the Eternals who are like pure good. And they this is, by the way, million years ago. It's like this is like the dawn of 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 life on Earth. Um and their purpose, at least at the time, was to protect humanity. That was their whole goal was protecting humanity from this, this deviant war. And the deviant war, I mean, hell, they were fighting in the Vietnam War, the deviants and the Eternals, but they've been able to keep themselves hidden. So from there, let's, now that we have an idea of who the Eternals are, right? They live on like Mount Olympus. They live, some of them live in Japan. Some of them live in Serbia. Some of like, they live all are over they the place. Immortal? They have like these homes all over the place. Go ahead. 
Are they immortal? The answer is no. Are they what? Immortal. Well, yes, to a degree. Like that's kind of like part of their whole thing is that you yeah. know they can they can be killed, but they can't be killed by traditional means. Like they can't get sick. Uh, if they if they focus on anything, they can like if you cut an arm off and they focus on their arm, it'll regrow back. So they yeah, so- are they are damn near immortal. Like I know they're, their life and their powers, they're not immortal, but they can live as long as they want, if that makes sense. Right. You could kill yeah. them. I mean, hell, in the most recent Avengers run, well, actually not the most recent, like the one before the most recent Avengers run, they all killed themselves. Well, maybe killed themselves. But anyway, um, we'll get into that in a moment. Let's go into what exactly the Celestials did to the Eternals and what kind of like their base power set is. Because a lot of the characters from the, that are going to be in the movie uh, all have like their own variations of the powers. But what they they have complete control of their their physiology so much so that if they focus on it, they can uh, use the cosmic energy that the uh, Celestials gave them to enhance that area. Hence, why they can uh, regrow limbs, or why they can't be poisoned, or if you if you stab them, it really doesn't do much. Even if you could stab them in the first place, they're already superhuman they strength. And when I say superhuman strength, I mean like twenty five tons. So these they're all they're they're very much supermen. Uh, they have flight. Uh, they change the gravitons around them and they can go ahead and hover. They can fly at speeds upwards of like 900 miles per hour. Um, they can have They can make other people levitate. They can yeah. read, read the weak world's minds or scan their minds, so to speak for their, uh, their power intentions. sets. Re- remind me of a word that features misuses all the time. The power that? set is what? Ex machina. machina. <laughs> They're the epitome of uh, that. They can make uh, they can make general illusions, so they can make illusions to make themselves look different. They also can control uh, atoms and change the structure of things. So if they want to uh, change the shape of something, they can. They can shoot lasers or heat vision, essentially, out of their hands and their lasers. eyes, as well as create concussive blasts if they want to. Uh, yeah, they make force fields by manipulating air around they their bodies. They make damn good Terry's Jubilee. Mo- well. Wow. I don't. I don't hear what you're saying. Something about Jubilee. They made a damn good cherries Jubilee. Okay. What? <laughs> All right. I think so. One anyway, of the most interesting abilities that the the Eternals have is uh, a group of them can actually combine their subatomic structures and create one being with of like immense psionic energy. So that's that's a they, thing for them. You need at least like three called? of them though. The right. unim unimind or something like that. Yeah, the unimind. Uh which begs the question, if they were around during uh, Infinity War and they could have made the Unimind, why did the snap happen? You know what I mean? Like that's the only downside about bringing these characters in. So the the timing of this story is gonna be important. There is a a story arc where uh subsets of the Eternals had a civil war where they one of some of them wanted to uh, enslave humanity and rule over humanity where the rest wanted to protect them. Um, when they were cast away, the ones that were trying to enslave humanity, they went to uh, Uranus uh, and from there <laughs> they kind of where? regrouped. Go ahead, Features. Well, no, I, w- I was thinking about what you said about the the whole... Uh, where were they at during the Infinity Gauntlet saga? Um, 
one of the things that hinders the Eternals is that they cannot leave the solar system. And so at the time that Thanos was collecting the Infinity Stones, some of them were probably beyond the realm of our direct solar system. So they well, wouldn't have been able to stop that from happening, regardless. Except for except for some of them lived on Mount Olympus and some of them lived in Japan. So they're they were they're they're on Earth. So I'll get into why <laughs> I think that they can make this in just a moment. Um, mm-hmm. But going back into the Uranus ones, since Maurer found that so funny, <laughs> going uh, back into the Uranus. <laughs> when uh, sometimes when you're not that, allowed to go back there. When the su- <laughs> when that subset tries to fly forward. Uh, they actually get trapped by the Cree, or one of them gets trapped by the Cree and gets experimented on, which is um, what creates the hu- in humans. It tells them which to the, go back to Earth. The Cree Mauer, and the scrolls were also. I have so much I have to say. If you interrupt <laughs> me for one more bad joke, I'm gonna lose no, no. my mind. <laughs> no, this was uh, add on. The Cree and the scrolls were also one of their experiments. Like the, oh, the celestials, absolutely. The celestials, yeah. yes. So that was. Yeah, Another variation, how we got, you know, the the Eternals and the Deviants, the whole race of the Scrolls and the Kree were just them twiddling around Uranus. Uh, yeah. No, that's true. Well, no, they were they weren't from they had their own planets, but anyway, they when they when they run into the ones that are coming back to Earth to try and fight the Eternals uh, again, uh, the Kree kidnaps one of them, leading them to Earth, which eventually met, leads them to creating the Inhumans. So that's how the Inhumans are born. That's how, and they're also how the mutants are born. So you know, you've got two, all three major grouping of characters, like uh, the Eternals, uh, the Inhumans, and the mutants, all come from this major storyline. And when they were uh, when they were uh, hit by the Kree, they end up crash landing on Titan. And when they mm-hmm. are on the moon of Titan, on Jupiter's moon of Titan, they that's where they create that world. So when they oh, so really? Titan, where Thanos is from, and where his brother Eros is from, or Star Fox, or whatever the hell you want to call him, um, that's that's how that all then that's that's where Thanos origins comes from. Because on Titan, as we know, he's a Titan, and right. he eventually you know kills his planet. But anyway, that so they were all Eternals in the first place. Again, this is huge to the MCU. So not only is it good to connect the MCU's. Uh, older stories to now their newer stories, but it's also paving the way for for them to reboot the Inhumans movie, like we've heard they were willing to do, uh, as mm. well as bringing the X Men slowly into the MCU as, uh, at the same time. So you've got an origin for Thanos, as well as the A history uh, lesson for the <laughs> where the, the X Men and the Inhumans are going to come from. Absolutely, I got an idea. What if we get to the mutants through the scrolls because the scrolls lead us to the Eternals and then, you know, the scrolls are the ones that actually introduce us to the X-Men. Well, when the Eternals decide that they are just going to be humanity's protectors and some of them leave and just go to Titan where their other world is, uh, the ones that are on Earth forget who they are. And that's where I think the MCU story is really going to pick up. I th- Some of them, like... Um, uh, some of the 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 actual characters that are going to be in the the movies uh, are all very weird career paths when they're just people. Like for example, Icarus was a professional wrestler. Um, Ooh, what's yeah. his name? Boomsaws, ready? Uh, Three Kingo, minutes in Uranus. He is a, <laughs> he is a, a movie star and a uh, and a film producer. 
So I think that that's how you're going to be introduced to these characters is they're going to have no concept of who they are because, I mean, mind you, Icarus, who will probably be the main character, was born 20,000 years ago. So That's actually a cool of, idea. What's up? That's a cool idea, doing almost like the Donald Blake introduction to them. Yeah, absolutely. And then them slowly finding out who they are. Because one of the characters, the Selma Hayek's character, uh, Ajak, um, he in the comics, she in the in the movie, her she has a special ability to, to be able to communicate with celestials uh, that the rest of them can't. So if a celestial's around, she can start to communicate. So what if you have this Selma Hayek's character all of a sudden just starts hearing voices, and we find out the second wave of celestials are on their way back to Earth for their final judgment? And you know how Marvel and the MCU likes blending storylines together. They could even take uh, the new Asgard storyline and combine it with this. Where Absolutely. You know, Icarus goes around awakening the other Eternals to help with the Celestials. Well, and they, they could cameo Thor if they really wanted to. Thor Thor had run ins Thor and Odin had run ins with um the the Eternals. The Celestials. Like any Eternals. Way, way before humanity really took off. So there there are there are a lot of ways that you can go about this. You could have Thor run into Icarus and actually call him Icarus. That'd be cool. Like, like, I know you. Although the Eternals did wipe all their minds, because Eternals are like wildly powerful, wiped all the the uh, Asgardians' minds. Um, so, but it depends on how they wanted to pull that off. But let's talk about some of the other characters. So we know about Icarus, and by the way, all of those things we talked about, like energy manipulation, like the shooting lasers and stuff, uh, or changing the objects of things, they all have different power classes. So one through five. So they're all a little bit different on how well they can do one thing. They all can all do these things, except for some are way better at uh, energy projection. Some are way better at flight. Some are way better at speed, so on and so but forth. That's, so they all that's only because they focus just on that one thing, right? It's all about uh, their, oh, their mind. And, tr and training. Yeah. So as, as long as they train in that, so Icarus is like Icarus and um, what's uh, Angelina Jolie's character's name? Athena. Uh, They're probably the best warriors of the group, especially Athena. Um, she's probably the smartest, and she's more like the Wonder Woman esque character in the group. Um, she's the 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 hand to hand combatant. She she's that's where a lot of her training went. Where Icarus training went into a lot of flight. So Icarus can fly faster than anyone. He's I think he's he maxes in like the eight hundreds speed wise. Uh, but then you also have Mercury or um uh, his actual eternal name is uh Makar Makari I think that's how you say it. Um, Makari, he also went yeah. he uh, he also went by Hurricane, but he was the inspiration for Mercury. Uh, but he can, he, like Maurer was saying, focused so much of his energy on uh, speed that he gave up all of his powers everywhere else. So he's half as strong as ever, all the Eternals. He can't really fly. He can't really do the energy manipulation, but he can run at light speed. So because he focused all of his energy there, he is essentially the Flash for the Eternals, just also having, you know, enhanced speed and so on and so forth. Hmm. Are you interested in this at all, Maurer? I'm thoroughly enjoying myself. <laughs> Are you intrigued at all to go see this movie? No, it, but it's not because it's not interesting. I just don't want to invest more time into a whole new group of characters that don't, they're so powerful that they don't get many storylines. Like you have to well, learn all this shit just to push them aside so we can get the X-Men. Well, that's the I thing. don't think. Go ahead. I think I think 
the Eternals is going to serve as just this one off and it's going to be good because it's going to give us it's going to give us what we are expecting to happen. But th- this has to be the way they introduce it, because how else are you going to explain everything that hasn't been involved in the MCU already? So I, I dig it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to go see it because I think it's going to be interesting. I have no idea what if the story Mar- is going to be about. If Marvel would take a risk on this and really make a, a stylized movie that's completely different than anything else they did, I'd probably mm-hmm. be a little bit excited, but I don't know that Marvel's willing to take that risk. They did on their TV shows, like what they did with Jessica Jones season one, they really went, you know what, we're doing a detective show and went all the way in on that. With this being something they're paying Angelina Jolie money, I think they're going to play it safe. They're going to have some of that humor. It's going to be pretty, but I don't know if it's going to be uh, enough story that I care about. I don't, I'm about to say you can't say there's enough story. This 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 has so much story. It's ridiculous. It has too much story. So much has, so that that's what I'm saying. It has so much story that I don't care about. That I'm just going to be you, waiting for them to go mutant done. Well, yeah, but well, you have to get to that point though. You know. No, you like, don't. No, you don't. The mutant. The mutant starts at the beginning. You, <laughs> I, I, I agree with Maurer. I, I, to be very honest, especially with how they were treated in the most recent run, where they all killed themselves, um, uh-huh. or, or maybe turn on each other and kill each other. But like, as far as Marvel comics are concerned, they're all dead. Spoiler alert: they're dead. And they're dead because they found out that they weren't actually uh, man's protector, but they were actually to protect the Celestial's source of antibodies to combat the villain of that book, which was the Horde. Um, But I think that you, because of their one major weakness, I think that this becomes a story of the Eternals versus the Celestials where they sacrifice themselves at the end. I don't think they survive and become because one of the one of the major criticisms of Marvel movies is that the, no one ever dies. What if they made a movie where everyone dies? What if you make an Infinity War where they don't come back at the end? Then it might be interesting. That's what I, but my point is, is so just to go off what I was saying about the caveat of their powers, it was retconned later on that they are not able to attack the Celestials. One of their whole things is the Celestials programmed them that they were not able to fight back. They can't even think about fighting back because if they do, it shuts their bodies down. So if you have this one character who starts hearing voices, who starts uh, finding out the Celestials are coming back and all these Eternals wake up and they go for their first major fight against the Celestial and then they all start shutting down. Right. And it all becomes overcoming this one weakness that they have, these super gods. Uh, and that one weakness ends up being what saves Earth and kills them before the snap ever takes place. It makes a lot of sense. All right. I'll give him that. Yeah. And, and it fixes Wolverine a lot of problems out that they have. And goes snickety, snickety, wham, bam, boom, bub, and saves the day. I don't, but I see, I don't think, I, I don't want that. <laughs> I, I would, I would much rather like one or two of these characters survive and they just become like monks. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like they just go back to Olympus and then oh, that's it. Because there's also the for a very long time, one. they didn't care about humanity at all. No. Like right. they, to, to them, humanity was, 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 was bugs. Like they could care less about the issues of man. But later on, they become so engrossed with human culture 
that they decide to become heroes and, and stick it out. So you could have them leave humanity or move back to Titan. I mean, you there's things that you can do to keep one or two alive for a happy ending, but for the most part, kill off the Eternals. I mean, have them before pretty ghosts. much depower them by the end of the film. And I, I, I see I see this film kind of playing out as like a a death and rebirth, like death of the Eternals, but the rebirth would be like the birth of the mutants and the inhumans. So you might see like visions of of our favorite X Men coming coming into play, come close to the end of the the film, or it could be like you know one of the infamous end credit scenes. It's gonna be so disappointing if at the end of this we just get more of the uh, guys on the moon. I can't well, think of the name. We know the that the Eternals have never really had a long-standing run that people cared about. Like they have been around since the seventies, but nobody's really cared. They've been canceled multiple times. I mean, they've had like three or four volumes, but none of those volumes lasted that many issues. Yeah. Neil Gaiman brought them back for like seven issues, but still they didn't last that long. So they had a Marvel, they had a Marvel max series again, didn't last very long. They are not mainstream characters to a point where if you killed them off, people would care all that much. Like if you killed off Captain America, yeah. People would be a big deal. You kill off the Eternals, eh? No they cares. did it in the comics. You know what I mean? Like this, it wouldn't be that. It wouldn't be the end of the world if you did. And you can't really why? kill them because as long as the generator is still around, they're they're going to come back. Allegedly, they have to like really focus on coming back. And if they if they get spread so far thin to where they can't like reconstitute themselves. They have to be put into the generator, but if there's no one to actually put them into that generator, then they're not coming back. I thought the generator will always pull them back because they just killed what Icarus that way recently, and he didn't like the generator pulled them back to life. Right, but he was his his there was a piece of him put inside the generator. It wasn't something like he just it did automatically. He and died in Iron Man's arms. Dumb. <laughs> And he died in Iron Man's arms after being killed either by himself or by one of the other Eternals. No, not so, that time when they actually spread his molecules all over the universe. I forget which, but I'll look it up. I'll give it to you for the post. But here, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter because it's comic books. If they want to find a way to bring somebody back, they will. I mean, hell, everybody's been brought back to life. So it's, it's not shocking if they did, but for the MCU's sake, because every single character comes back unless you're Quicksilver, an easy way to, to, to stop that argument is to make a movie where everyone dies at the end and they stay dead. Right. Now, no, no, en no Eternals Endgame. How do you make this movie appeal to anyone? Uh, well, they said that with Guardians. I was about to say that. We, no, we, when they announced Guardians, we all were kind of skeptical about that. Like, where does this go? I feel like this is going to get the same treatment. They're going to make it fun. It's going to be exciting to see. But it's going to be a one-off because they don't really need to keep these characters around. It, look, it, if it makes you know, Boko Bucks, it's, it's not going to be a one-off. <laughs> it really depends well, on how well it does. If it makes money... Yeah, Icarus is coming back. You know, Who are the Fina's stars coming in it? Back. Who are the stars? Yeah, other than Angelina Jolie, who is looking more uh, like a well, crackhead than her old self anymore. Um, Kamali Nanjani, he, uh, the comedian, 
um, we've seen, remember, remember, they just showed him recently, like what he looks like now that he's been working out to, for this role. You remember there was the whole body shaming thing. Um, there was also, uh, Icarus is being played by Richard Madden, who is Rob Stark in, um, Game of Thrones. And you're also getting the Black Knight is going to make an appearance as well. And that's going to be Kit Harrington, also from Game of Thrones. Uh, and hmm. if, depending on where they put the Black Knight, you can make this a story that spans multiple generations. Like you can make this a story that goes back, you know, to medieval times and such. Space well, Forest Gump. There must always be a Stark in an MCU. But uh, the Black Knight will probably definitely make a return because he's in the, he becomes an Avenger at, at one point. So we, if, any, if anybody lives from this particular film, it'll probably definitely be him. And who's the Black Knight? Features? Literally, Don't look at me. I'd... Literally the Black Knight. I can't even give you a name, but he has... Um, Flies on a winged, a winged horse, a pegasus, uh, has a, uh, what's the name of the sword? It's like uh, an unbreakable sword, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like a magic sword. Uh, it's an unbreakable magic ebony sword that can cut through anything, but for some odd reason never cut cap shield, which is Yo, strange. I just pull, I pulled an eye muscle. I didn't know my, my, my eyes had muscles like this, but I just pulled an eye muscle rolling my eyes at you saying sword again. Like, my eye hurts. <laughs> it, act- it actually hurts. Like, All right. it's well, tearing up. <laughs> anything else we need to know about this before we go to see the movie? Uh, um, no, I think that's pretty good. I, also, it's Marvel. They haven't really done us wrong, so I think, it's, I think it'll still be a film to go see. We say that, but let's be fair. They're, they've, they're not all gems. <laughs> Iron Man 3, I get you. Uh, yeah. Thor 2. The sword, the sword is called the Ebony Blade. Thank you. Wow, the Black Knight uses an, <laughs> a black an, blade, <laughs> a black bladed sword. It is black. Absolutely. Um. <laughs> all right. I mean, I'm gonna go see it just because they've been, I guess, more surprising for these movies that you have no expectation with. So I'm hoping I get a Jessica Jones. But I don't know. Look, it's I I don't know about the rest of you, but I really like lore. And this is entirely lore based. This is setting up the future and past of the MCU. This is setting the ground rules for what the MCU is going to follow. Like this is this is like law to the MCU. Can we just can we just cancel this and get like three or four Doctor Strange movies? No. You're you already are getting three or four Doctor Strange movies. Hell, he's been now. in three. <laughs> I want with a, with my a fourth Doctor one on Strange the way, and I want it now. Well, all right, you're gonna have to oh, wait for COVID to to kind of calm down for that filming to begin. Damn it! All right, on that note, Menti, do the damn thing. Uh, if you like the show, you know, like, comment, rate, subscribe, <laughs> goes a long way. We appreciate it. Yeah, check us out on uh, social media networks. Yeah, welcome to Fireside. Fireside Crew, if it's Twitter. You know, I'm Menti. And I'm Features. I'm Yui. And I'm Mr. Mauer. In the comments, let us know if you're allowed to go to Uranus. Deuces. Wow. Wow.
You, he's like he's like bad dad jokes if that dad ran like a crappy nightclub. Like that's that's the Mauer level jokes that we get. It's like if he was like a strip club manager, but also a stepdad. That's the kind of jokes that you get from Mauer. All right, deuces. Excelsior. Deuces. Mid-team. We didn't get a cowabunga from you. Cowabunga. <laughs>